Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I'm just seeing if you're paying attention. If you're a loyal listener, you know, second hour of every Monday show, the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, and you usually know uh, not only because the man in black is sitting next to me, but also because we usually play him in with some country western music, but feeling a little rock and roll today. Coach, first of all, thanks for being here, man. Let's turn it over, baby. A little bit more country. You know there's only two types of music. <laughs> You've heard me say that before. Country and western. It's great to be here. What an exciting weekend that was. It totally was. Holy smokes. You go to the college stuff. Some fabulous games, including uh, the Grizz and then the University of Colorado. And then and then you go into the NFL Sunday games. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, it was uh, that is why football is so popular. It's the close games and the drama. It totally is. And it's uh, it's been really fun to follow already. You ever seen the Stones? I think I asked you this once upon a time. but Not live. Oh, see, you got to do this now. Now that you got a little, I know you're a little busy well, this, they're all, they're this all time. They're kind of really old now. Well, that's right. Though. That's true. That's true. They, I, I guess I haven't seen them in 10 years, but last time I saw them, man, they're pretty good, man. They're pretty fun. I, I could only imagine what it's like in person. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Coach Marty joins the second hour of each Monday show. If you missed anything in the first hour, the Montana Football Hour, presented by Dazzler's Car Wash, uh, we talked our way all the way around the uh, Big Sky Conference, specifically the win here in Missoula on Saturday night by the Grizzlies, 17-10, to as well as Montana State's 57-20 to win over Stetson. Uh, don't take much from the Bobcat win other than they needed to rebound after they lost the heartbreaker to South Dakota State. They did that. Now they got another tough road test this week coming up at Weber State. Uh, we'll get to the Grizz game here in just a minute, but if you missed anything in the first hour of the show, please go check out the Nuanas Now podcast, which is probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time, and the MSU uh, Bookstore. Um, Coach, I, I got to tell you, I know that there's a lot of stuff coming out of this Grizz game. First of all, how ex- I think the number one storyline is how exciting the atmosphere was. I mean, you give Washington Grizz a little extra time to get a little lubricated. It's a nighttime kickoff. People come out in full force. That's the number one storyline. But the number two, I think, is that anybody that was there in person that watched this game intently, Ferris State was really, really good. And I thought they were really, really good up front. I thought they gave the Grizz a huge test. And uh, I don't know. I know it's, quote-unquote, just a D2 school, but I thought they tested Montana pretty prevalently uh, on uh, Saturday night. Coulter, my wife and I, after watching Sky's game, my oldest son's game, and my youngest son's game, we ran over there to watch the Grizz, and we were in Brad Danick's box. Uh, so it was just an awesome sight, the blackout thing, right? I was kind of poo-pooing that just a little bit until the flashlights came out, right? Yeah. I guess those were all on their phones. Is that what I think that's uh, right, yeah. yeah. Everybody was doing. And what a sight. I will tell you the fans. We're part of that outcome now. There's no doubt. Yeah, there is no doubt about that. Uh, However, I was impressed, like probably most, with the preparation 
of this Ferris State football team. I thought they held up in the trenches yep. better than I, I expected. I thought their coaching staff did a really good job of preparing to come in and play in that environment first and then schematically against the Montana Grizzlies. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty presented by Stockman Bank. Stockman Bank is Montana's brand of banking, and the Monday afternoon quarterback is Montana's version of the NFL. Stockman Bank, right now they're celebrating their 70th anniversary. So uh, make no mistake, they certainly know what they're doing. They're in Montana, only in Montana, and they plan on keeping it that way. Uh, how'd your boys do? What, what, give us the update. Columbia and uh, North Dakota State, how'd they do? Well, Columbia, we're looking for a big jump from game one to game two. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. It's just that simple. And I would suspect they'll be in the middle of that Ivy League battle yeah. uh, well, once that comes. Uh, and then the North Dakota State Bison, they just, uh, it looks like right now, are playing at a little bit different level. Who do they beat this week? Oh, they beat up on a pretty good team. Central Arkansas. Yeah, Central Arkansas has been in the playoffs a couple yeah, times yeah. recently, for sure. Yeah, and and they sort of, uh, the week before, uh, everything went against them early in the game, and they still dominated. This game, they started off fast mm-hmm. and sort of dominated throughout the entire game. Uh, so now that North Dakota State and South Dakota State game oh, baby. Uh, a, f- a few weeks from now, that's the game that's going to be the telling point. And, and both of those teams, uh, much like I think the Grizzlies could do, do some damage uh, in the playoffs. Duane is now ESPN Radio. Coach's got his, his uh, ESPN shirt on. I got my ESPN shirt on, too. Got to say, uh, shout-out to the guys over at Graphic Imprints, Nate and the boys, for getting this all hooked up. By the way, Nate, I haven't caught up with you yet in, uh, this week, but uh, we'll catch up soon. I've just been trying to get caught up. It's been been a wild start to the football season already. But the Graphic uh, Imprints, they gave us a whole bunch of shirts to pass out our ESPN College game day, and we'll be doing that throughout the rest of the season. Still four home Grizz games left. So if you want yourself... Uh, a nice cotton Nuanas now T-shirt. Come on over and see us next time the Grizz are at home. Appreciate graphic imprints uh, for their continued support and uh, for getting us all geared up, especially for these uh, slick Nike dry fits that we wear here uh, on the radio uh, pretty much every single day. Y- you mentioned just the excitement this weekend, Coach, and the NFL is just particularly like this. I mean, it's crazy to me. Sometimes you hear the pundits on the radio talking about, well, this team is is not any good. They're terrible. The worst team in the NFL is going to be in the mix with the best team in the NFL every single week. Sometimes you might lay a dud or, you know, you have some injuries or whatever. But most of the time, these games are pretty darn close, even if it seems like on paper it's a mismatch. That's why you never even see really double-digit spreads at pregame. Why do you think it is? Well, the two things come to mind. First of all, the NFL is all about parity. So all of their rules, all of their structure, the draft, the salary cap, all of those things are for each team to be fairly equal. It's by design. Yes. Right, right. And 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 so then you get those dramatic type of finishes. And then the other thing is the NFL game, even though the college game made an adjustment this year to shorten the college game, right. the NFL game is really short. For sure. So so if if a team makes a mistake or two, uh, early in a game, it's still very difficult in the NFL game to overcome. That's why that turnover ratio, that is the biggest statistic correlator to wins. And in college, it's not because the right. game is a little longer. Uh, a really good team uh, could make a couple mistakes, turn the ball over a couple of 
and then recover as the game progresses. Well, and there's just so many more possessions in the college game, right? Even if the game, the duration of it is a little bit longer, the amount of chances that you have is, is so many more in the college game. I mean, when you, when you were an offensive coordinator in the NFL, how many possessions were you planning for in a game? Like seven or eight? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you would have a pretty good game. Was that low to mid seventies? If you got to eighty plays on offense, sure, that was like you were. Do- it was kind of a dominating type of game, right? Right. In the college game, I've heard of guys getting ninety, a hundred plays. Oh yeah. Now they've shortened it, uh, sure. uh, you know, because the clock doesn't stop on every first down made with the ball in bounds. It keeps running, so it looks to me like. It's 8 to 12 plays shorter, uh, the college game I'm talking about. That's that's right with these new rule changes. For those that haven't been paying attention, the clock doesn't stop anymore except for inside two minutes. Even on first downs, the clock keeps running. So they're doing that to try to shorten the game. Their main motivation to shorten the game is to get it in on TV because they want the three-hour window. It's easier to block it out like that with the commercials and stuff. So, I mean, you know. Follow the money. That's right. It, it, it not really. I, I do think the uh, secondary issue was health uh, of these players. Because sure, right. some of these games would go forever in the heat and humidity, especially early. You know, you know, so, but I think that was a secondary ramp. But follow the money on these rule changes. It is true, though. There's so many more plays running in a college game. But each side has so many more possessions in a college game, too, because you'll have more three and outs or turnovers or different things. And so it is, it's such a good point. Like, I always think about this. The Kansas City Chiefs have been the most offensively prolific team in the league for the last handful of years, ever since Patrick Mahomes really came uh, came into his own and with Andy Reid, one of the great offensive coaches in NFL history. And, I mean, when they're rolling, they're scoring like 31 to 34 points a game. If you only get eight possessions, that means you're scoring like five or six times out of eight. That's like shooting 75% from the field. It's it's pretty impressive when you think about it. Uh, yeah, and uh, the quarterbacks, you talk about how important quarterbacks are. Decision-making, timing, accuracy, gut instincts, and then talent. And yeah. Patrick Mahomes, among others, I mean, is ultra-talented that way. So those teams that have the great quarterback, even in college, it's really important, right? If you're a loaded team and got a mediocre quarterback, you're going to win a certain amount of games. But you're probably not going all the way. Monday afternoon quarterback, Coach Marty Bornaweg, in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. Stockman Bank invites you to experience the Stockman difference as a family-owned community bank with locations throughout Montana Stockman Bank is committed to enriching the lives of Montanans and helping communities succeed. What that means for you is that your money stays in the local economy, supporting your friends and your neighbors. The other thing about the the NFL coach is that it's such a chess match, but sometimes the chess turns into checkers because (laughs) if you find something that you love and the other team can't stop it, you just keep going back to it. This was Thursday Night Football in a nutshell. The Eagles ran the same play at the Vikings like 40 times. Vikings had no chance. Uh, That typically does not happen in the National Football League. In fact, it's rare that you can run a play twice from the same personnel group, formation, motion, shift, all that, right? Because you've got some wicked smart people on the other side that are going to make an adjustment, unlike high school and and even, uh, in some respect, college, where you're making the uh, adjustments play-to-play in the National Football League rather than series-to-series or the old halftime adjustment thing. It is play-to-play, and I was surprised that Minnesota, just schematically, uh, didn't didn't pull the trigger on a couple of things. uh, But here's my other point. 
the great Jalen Hurts. You do have to account for him. You do. Both in the run and the pass game. Now, I will tell you, Bill Belichick, who is uh, one of the great coaches of all time, he will go in with a defensive game plan, and he will stay with it. Even if you score uh, twice in a row, on, he will stay with that plan and expect it to work for most of the football game. It was wild to watch because the Eagles... I mean, they have this running back by committee, which has become so in vogue in in uh, the NFL. But you could tell that DeAndre Swift got rolling early, and then Boston start, Scott starts rolling. But more than anything, their offensive line was just blasting Minnesota completely off the ball, and the Vikings did literally nothing to adjust. They didn't adjust their front. They didn't bring another guy down in the box. I get that you have to respect Jalen Hurts throwing the ball, and A.J. Brown's such a huge target over the top. Devontae Smith burned them early, and so they, they knew that they needed to do something. But still... I just, you can't let a team rush for 200. You're going to lose every game if a team rushes for 290 yards against you. Yeah, I remember. I remember one game where we rushed for 220 yards and lost the game. Unbelievable. Shame on us. <laughs> it was difficult to complete a pack. You know, we were playing with a backup quarterback. Yeah. And all that. Where, where were you at this time? San Francisco. Okay, yeah. And it was Jeff Garcia's about his fourth start. He did really, really well in his first couple starts. And then. Guess what happens? The league identifies your strengths, yep. and then and then they go after you. But uh, and then Jeff Garcia, of course, rebounded from that and went on uh, to a Pro Bowl the very next year. We're only two weeks into the NFL season. Not even quite two weeks. There's two games tonight to wrap up Week Two, but it's pretty indicative of your your track or lack thereof to the playoffs. How you start. I heard a great stat the other day of. Over the last 40 years of teams that have started 0-2, only 27 of them have ever made the playoffs. So it's really hard. You're just talking about one a year. Yeah, you guys did it once upon a time. You're talking about one one or one a year maybe, though, and two teams get to the playoffs. That's if, right. you, if you start 2-0, and you have like a 65% chance of making the playoffs. So I don't know. I mean, why is it so important just, just these first two games? Most of the great coaches do not believe that it's all that important. In fact, some the West Coast system, right? It's not just an offensive system or defense. It's 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 how you go about your business. Right. We wanted our teams to play at their very best down the stretch and into the playoffs. That's why. Well, there there were several times we started zero and two and still made the playoffs or one and one. Right. Right. And 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 the New England Patriots have done that as well. Uh, but but statistically speaking, it is real. If you get off to a hot start, you can just keep that momentum going. Then you're going to make the playoffs. The teams that have started 0-2, Arizona, Chicago, and Houston, which none of those three surprised me. I expected all three of those teams to be you know, probably on the outside looking in. Mostly, I mean, Arizona doesn't have a quarterback. Kyler Murray's coming off an ACL. Houston's just rebuilding. And Chicago, same deal. They're trying to figure to find their way uh, with Justin Fields at the helm. Minnesota, I'm not that surprised they're 0-2 either just because of the, the opponents that they've played right out the gate here. Uh, but the, the ones that are really surprising, I think Denver to a certain extent, but the Los Angeles Chargers and the Cincinnati Bengals. Those are two teams that I don't think ever wanted to be sitting there at 0-2, especially the Bengals. This is a, it's a concerning start for Cincy. Those are my two surprising teams as well, yeah. Coulter, that are 0-2. Why? Because of their quarterback. The Chargers have an excellent quarterback. Yep. The Bengals have an excellent quarterback. Now, what's the positive to this 0-2 start? They have, because of their quarterback, 
a chance, a chance to bounce yeah. back and be one of those select few teams that make the playoffs after starting 0-2. Also, I mean, part of it just comes down to opponent. I mean, Cincinnati lost yesterday. They First of all, they lost their opener to the Browns. That's a rivalry game. Those can go a variety of different ways, and the Browns just played lights out defensively. And then they lost yesterday to the Ravens. First of all, I guess I want to ask you about this. What do you think of this front-loaded scheduling that's going on this year? I mean, we've had, we've seen multiple division games for some teams. The Chiefs and the Eagles haven't played any division games, but as of tonight, the AFC North have played half each other already. Yeah, and many of those are rivalry-type I mean, games. Especially that division, right? I mean, that, yeah. that's a, those old-school rivalries in that division. Yeah, it gets pretty physical now in those type of games. It's almost playoff type hitting and atmosphere in those type of games but I will tell you now uh, uh, much like much like uh, uh, the Montana Grizzlies right they're their special teams Bergen oh my goodness uh, and their defense looks pretty good right and their offense has a chance to get better as the season goes along the biggest jump even in the NFL is between game one and game two and on occasion, it's between game two and three. So you haven't seen the best of these teams yet. The other part about, you know, you talk about the, the Bengals having a tough uh, two-game stretch here to start the year. It's the same thing with the Chargers. I mean, they lost by two to the Dolphins uh, after Tua Tagovailoa went off. I mean, he, he threw for 475 yards, and Tyreek Hill was completely unstoppable. And then yesterday, the Chargers lose to the Titans, which I think the Titans are one, one of the teams in the NFL right now that um, – I think some people were sleeping on them. They were the number one seed in the AFC a couple of years ago. They had a down year last year, but I think the Titans are pretty good. and They looked good yesterday, especially in finishing the overtime win over the Chargers. In the past two or three years, on every, any given Sunday, the Titans can beat any team yes. in the National Football League. Why? Because they've, they've got a, a standard. They run to the ball. They hit. They've got talent. Yep. The only question... Is this a quarterback good enough to lead them to a Super Bowl win? Uh, and I would think that there has been some that are sort of similar to him. Yep. But the ball has to bounce your way, and that quarterback, Tannehill, he has to play like a top five or top eight quarterback down the stretch and throughout the playoffs, much like Joe Flacco did. It's a great, it's a great uh, comparison, right, because – this Titans team is sort of built like those old-school Ravens teams were, where it's this attitude defense that just hits you in the mouth, and when they get rolling, they can really get after you. And then also, they got a big running back that can just chew up yards. So, I mean, for Tannehill, it's not necessarily about being the guy that can just win it all for you. He just has to be able to manage the whole thing, right? Well, and then all those quarterbacks, you should see Joe Flacco's Postseason numbers. I mean, that was insane. He made it like a hundred million dollars off of that postseason run. Well, well, all postseason. He <laughs> totally. He is fabulous. The, the the thought was when I was in Baltimore for what four or five years. Yep. Get Joe to the playoffs, and then it'll be great. And let's see yeah. what happens. You know, that was the uh, our defense. That was there. Hey, let's get let's get our quarterback to the playoffs, and then let's see what happens. So, uh, but if that quarterback can play at a really high level on those select games uh, down the stretch and then throughout the playoffs, then you've got a chance to win a Super Bowl with a team built like the Tennessee Titans. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Mornoweg in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. Here's your 2-0 teams then coming out of Week 2. Baltimore's 2-0. Miami is 2-0 after their win last night. 
Dallas, a very impressive 2-0. They've outscored their opponents 70-10 to so far. So the Cowboys are rolling right along. Philadelphia, as advertised, coming off that Super Bowl loss. They're off to a 2-0 start. Washington, 2-0. Atlanta, 2-0 after a one-point win over the Packers yesterday. Tampa Bay, 2-0. And San Francisco, 2-0. Who are the most surprising 2-0 teams there? Well, it'd be Tampa Bay, certainly. And then Washington. Yep. Eric Bieniemy has kind of made an impact in D.C. right away with the Washington Commanders being 2-0. Yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, the fact that there's three NFC East teams that are 2-0, I mean, that uh, that bodes well for that division. Another one of those old-school rivalry divisions where everybody's rivals with everybody. But you, you can tell the impact the enemy's had, though, right? Because Ron Rivera is yeah. a, a defensive coach. He's a great coach. But they were just so just stuck in the mud last year offensively, even though their defense is great. Now they're scoring some points, and look, they're getting some victories. Yeah, and Ron hired Eric and said, Eric, take it and run. I'm not going to lean towards the defense anymore. Take it and run. Now, many defensive head coaches, when things go bad, they they revert back. (laughs) So we'll see. Now, I know Ron. Ron's a great man. He's an excellent football coach. I know Eric, right? Eric's not going to bend. You know, <laughs> Eric's right. going to keep his pedal to the metal, keep his foot on the throat, and then twist it. That's the way Eric is built. And I like that style, and I, I'm not surprised. And I and now, uh, the commanders, and I won't be surprised when they're in the playoffs. But what a division. What a division. Washington, Eagles, Cowboys, the Giants. Mm, I don't know. They they might be able to do some damage. It's going to be fascinating to watch how it all plays out because I think that there's uh, the AFC has so many top heavy. It, it, the AFC is very top heavy. The NFC has so many different teams that could be in contention for those fifth, sixth, and seventh uh, playoff spots. Atlanta also, I think, has to be in that mix. I mean, Washington, Atlanta, Tampa Bay. Those are my three two and O teams that are that are uh, a little bit surprising. One last thing before we take a break here. What did you make of all the Eric Bieniemy stuff this last offseason? There was a bunch of guys for the, the commanders saying, ah, he coaches us too hard. We don't really know where to I, I thought that was crazy, the scuttle coming out of there. It's the NFL, right? Is there such a thing as being coached too hard? Most of the great <laughs> players want to be coached right. by the very best because they know that that's one of the very few variables that got him there that's going to keep him there and is going to get him to a ring, right? Uh, I've seen coaches that don't get their players prepared. They get chewed up by the players. It just doesn't happen. I loved it. I'm not sure I like the reaction uh, from Ron. I think he kind of slipped up there just sure. a little bit uh, and some of the players. But you can tell that Ron... Didn't say, Eric, I need you to change. He said, be yourself. Allow your personality to show. That's a good thing for the commanders. You want to ESPN Radio? More on the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty right after this. Don't change the dial. Keep it right here, 1029 ESPN. Jewelry Design Center is not your average jewelry store. The friendly, welcoming staff is so excited to be in Montana, and the craftsmanship, unique creativity, care, and artisanship you'll receive at the Jewelry Design Center is second to none. Is there anything you guys can't do? We don't cut diamonds, <laughs> okay, yeah, but we can facilitate that. <laughs> right. It's unique that we cast our own metal, we grow our own models, we hand carve, as well as use computer-aided technology to design. We're pushing the limits of what we had previously thought was impossible. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. One, two, three. 
That's how I feel every Monday when I'm hanging out with Coach Marty. Riding with the king. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty here on Nuanas Now. Talking all things uh, NFL. Uh, what, what's going on on that note? Because you've been contributing there on the 33rd team for a couple years. It's a really cool project. they got a whole bunch of guys that have worked in and around the NFL for a really long time. Former coaches, players. And uh, Marty Mordeweg is a part of that. So uh, how's early season going there at the 33rd team? Well, I'll tell you what. I felt busy today. Uh, I did something, an article for the 33rd team on coaching mobile quarterbacks. Oh, cool. I mean, it seems like almost, probably not quite, but almost two-thirds of the league have their starting quarterback that I would put in the category of a mobile quarterback. That's right. And then, and then had a Zoom meeting. With the broadcast team, huh? A little broadcast going on at NAU, Scripps Sports, and I believe it's going to be on K-Pax. That's right. The Montana Grizz, 3-0, and going to be 4-0 down there in Flagstaff. And then I ran over to the Missoula Country Club. I met up with a guy I'd never met. I, I, just, I was trying to get a quick night in. Nice. guy named Paul. Nice. And it was one of those crazy deals. It was like the the priest on that golf movie. What was that golf movie? Uh, or the funny one? Uh, Caddyshack. Ca- Caddyshack. Remember that? And he's <laughs> having like the round of his life. Right. So I ended up playing 18, and then uh, I, I was around in my life till about 16 when I hit two trees. But <laughs> dang it, hop on the 33rd team. Make sure that you, you you watch the Grizz game this week. Script Sports. Uh, Big Sky Conference uh, play back in action. And uh, MTN will be carrying uh, both the Grizz and Cat games, both of them on the road this weekend. Grizz at Northern Arizona. Cats at uh, Weber State in Ogden. Uh, cheers and cheers from the weekend. First cheers goes to the Buffalo Bills. I thought they didn't look very good in the uh, the first game of the year, Monday Night Football, and they lost to the Jets even with Aaron Rodgers getting knocked out. Josh Allen looked erratic and sporadic, but they looked great yesterday. They were definitely taking it out on the Raiders. They rolled in that one 38-10. Well, that just goes to show you the big leap sometimes for most teams is between game one and two. Sure. Right? They did it. Uh, that's a clear example. And... They have an outstanding quarterback. They do, and I thought, too, this is how the narrative sort of evolved. The Jets are really good on defense, and I, and I said that all year long, uh, all offseason long, excuse me, coming into this year. And they, they gave Josh Allen and the Bills problems on Monday Night Football, but then you see how explosive and dynamic Buffalo's offense can be, and I do think that's probably Vegas's weaknesses defensively. And so, you know, to watch the Bills, it's twofold, right? The Bills play really well offensively. The Raiders also kind of struggle on that side of the ball, and uh, that's how you score 38 points in the NFL. Josh Allen, though, my one concern, we've talked about it before, he needs to read my article on how to play uh, with a mobile quarterback and right. how to coach him. He's got to keep himself a little bit cleaner. That's his duty to his teammates is to eliminate or at least minimize the splatter hits. He's taken too many of them, and I'm concerned about him uh, playing his very best down the stretch. One afternoon quarterback presented by Stockman Bank of Montana. Stockman Bank blends traditional Western values with modern conveniences and state-of-the-art technology. They provide time-tested products and services who truly care about you and your financial success. 
Well, the games of the day yesterday was the Seattle Seahawks versus the Detroit Lions. The Seahawks emerged from this one with a win in overtime. Your guy, Geno Smith, looked great again. So cool to watch this story. A guy that, you know, you said you thought he'd take a couple years to kind of get it locked. It took him longer than maybe some expected. I think a couple teams, like he said, wrote him off. Uh, now he's one of the best quarterbacks. I mean, he looks like a top 10 guy right now in Seattle, and that's a big win for Seattle. Detroit uh, coming off the, the win over Kansas City, so uh, Seahawks getting on the board. Big for Geno. Look at He signed a big contract. He bounced back from a loss uh, to get Seattle to 1-1. One one. I thought Geno going back to when we drafted him in New York that it'd be about year four or five. Well, all of a sudden, he's playing as a rookie in his first game. Takes a team to 8-8 eight and eight as a rookie, and then all of a sudden he got injured and all kinds of craziness. And then he got some opportunities, and then and then got injured. And then a decade later, he gets another opportunity. He's right. making good on it. What, when it comes to the evolution of mobile quarterbacks, because in college, I mean, that system they run at West Virginia, the, the Dana Holgerson system, I mean, it was ahead of its time, and they were doing a bunch of stuff, and, and they sort of set the pace. They were one of the teams that were doing a lot of the spread with a running quarterback that can go all over the place. Gino doesn't run much anymore, though. How has he been able to sort of evolve into way more of a traditional-style quarterback? He didn't run much at, at West Virginia as right, well. Right. I mean, he had more touchdowns than incompletions about four games into the into his, uh, the, the last season that he played there, you yeah. know? So, uh, but, but, uh, but he's so athletic, and he's a strong fella that I utilized him just a little bit, and at least the threat you got to do it enough to where the threat's always there. And so I still think the threat's there. Now, the one the, the deal, though, he took that big sack. I mean, and now they overcame it they did. Uh, to win the game. But you can't take these 17-yard sacks very often because they're so difficult to overcome. There's there's mobile quarterbacks, and then there's actual running quarterbacks. I think there's a little bit of a difference there, yes. right? I mean, a guy like Justin Fields right now for the Bears, he's a running quarterback. He, yeah, yeah, but, but as you know, we talked about it before in the National Football League by that third fourth year they better become a really good in the pocket they don't have to be the very best right uh, right because you're going to have some third and seven pluses right third and seven eight nine ten that 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 on occasion you have to get done and if you don't train them in the pocket and don't give them give them enough opportunities in the pocket then they never become good in the pocket and then all of a sudden they're beat up look at Lamar Jackson they're trying to change their offensive philosophy right. he's still taking too many hits For sure. by the way and every hit pulls at you just a little bit in the NFL right because the the, the season's so long and the hits are so big uh and there's so many of them that, that end up happening. But Pete Carroll's done an outstanding job basically wherever he's been except the the the, the, the first time around with the Jets. In the Jets, yeah. Right. He's so, great in New England. That was uh, decades ago. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, New Orleans, now you've been here the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty here uh, on this Monday. Hope you're having a great start uh, to your week. Another cheers on the weekend. How about New England special teams play? We, Of course, I had to uh, I had to be asked to Bobby Houck today because he's such a special teams guy. But, of course, he hadn't, he hadn't watched it because, you know, Sunday into Monday, Big Sky Conference play opening. Head coach of the Grizz doesn't have time for, you know, Sunday night football. But regardless, if you haven't seen it, you should just go look it up. I don't even think I could adequately describe it on the radio. But they came off the edge and they timed it based on when the kicker 
uh, was going instead of when the line was going. That was a pretty sweet special teams play. Uh, it was outstanding. Bill Belichick is always looking for that 1%. And if you can get, like, five things in a game that give you a 1%, sure. uh, yeah. uh, uh, then that's 5%. And and Bill has uh, been one of the, the great coaches to give. Just give your team a little bit uh, of a leg up on your opponent, and you – Typically win more games than you lose. We mentioned the close games all weekend long, but here's the, the final docket of one, like not even just one score games, games of a field goal or less. Atlanta beats Green Bay by one. The Seahawks beat the Lions in overtime. The Titans beat the Chargers in overtime. The Commanders beat the Broncos by two. And then the Giants and the Ravens each win by exactly a field goal. So uh, if you're a betting person, like we always tell you, skip the hook. The hook is what's going to kill you. Those three and a half and seven and a half point spreads, you're gonna it's going to kill you every time. When the team goes and loses by just a field goal and yet I'm at minus three and a half or, or plus three and a half or whatever it might be. Um, but the, I mean, the, 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 the Ravens win was a big one over the Bengals and you and I are both on the same page on this big fans of Lamar Jackson thought that him getting all of the contract stuff figured out was going to sort of revitalize him. And even though they've had some stuff going on, I mean, the, the big tight end Mark Andrews has been out they, you know, JK Dobbins, the number one running back, Torres Achilles. So they've had some adversity early, but yet to be 2-0 after winning at Cincinnati, that's a pretty good start for Baltimore. Well, Baltimore's a team that has been built on defense for, uh, what, a couple decades I mean, since now, they moved right? from Cleveland to Baltimore, that's, yeah. been, their, that's been their identity, for and sure. And now they have one of the dynamic, exciting, talented quarterbacks that has some experience and they've loaded some talent up around him on the offensive side of the ball so I would expect the Baltimore Ravens to go far with Lamar Jackson as long as Lamar minimizes the splatter hits one afternoon quarterback here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, Marty Mornaway again in studio with me. Coach, i got to say, I'm, I'm having uh, some regrets. It's not quite buyer's remorse. It's more like I wish I could have just stuck to my guns. When we were doing division picks, I couldn't figure out who I thought was going to win the NFC South. I was having a hard time picking Tampa or picking New Orleans, excuse me, because I, I thought the Saints were okay, but I was like, uh... To me, I think that the team that could win that division is going to be one of those young teams that could get it going, but I couldn't bring myself to pick Carolina. Then I picked Atlanta. Then I rescinded on my pick. I went back with the Saints. It's the only one I waffled on. Maybe I should have just stuck with it because Atlanta's 2-0. Well, they sure do look good right now, but as you know, it's a marathon season. Teams either get better or they get worse. They rarely stay the same. So those teams that are 2-0, their challenge is still to get better every week. The teams that are 0-2, hey, no problem. Let's make that big jump between week 2 and 3 and get on a run. The NFL is all about stacking wins. Yep. Win after win after, and you've got to get on a five-game uh, winning streak or an eight-game winning streak uh, to typically make the playoffs after you start 0-2. The thing about Atlanta is they're a really young team, so they have a chance to keep getting better if they can just stay the course. I mean, a lot of their best players, whether it's B. John Robinson, who's their, their top 10 pick out of Texas, the running back, Drake London, who was a top 10 pick out of USC last year. They have some pretty young skill guys. 
They also have this young quarterback in Desmond Ritter, and they can protect him pretty well because they have a couple stud running backs. Yeah, I like Ritter a little bit coming out, and it looks like he's transitioned mm-hmm. to the NFL game kind of seamlessly. Mm-hmm. I was excited uh, to see Anthony Richardson as well. Uh, yeah, For sure. Yeah, you know, and then, and then now he's got the head concussion thing, so I hope that he's available as the season continues because these guys look like they transitioned sort of seamlessly, and some guys can do it. For sure. Right? Other guys, it, it might take a couple years, and then there are some that never transition. They're better college players than they are pro players. I, I often, when I'm watching these young guys, you're going to get to see the number one pick tonight if you're watching Monday Night Football, which I think is probably already going. But Bryce Young for the Carolina Panthers will play tonight out, out of Alabama. Richardson was also a top five pick. I mean, he drafted fourth there out of Florida. I mean, I think he was the youngest starting quarterback in the history of the NFL. I think he was 20 when he got drafted. So, I mean, he's a young pup, just turned 21. Um, but, and C.J. Stroud for Houston, I mean, he's taken his lumps, but he threw for 350 yards yesterday. But to me, more than operationally, I'm always looking at the command they have of it. Do they look overwhelmed or, or do they look confident? That's the thing I give so much credit to these college programs for getting these guys ready. Guys now, a lot of times, they're so confident. They they can take command of the team pretty quickly. Well, not only schematically, right? You you can have a rookie quarterback that's kind of in over his head just schematically, right? It sure, right. It doesn't come to it. But then also, that quarterback position is thrust into a leadership role. Can this young man lead men into the end zone time after time, lead yeah. him to a wins yep. time after time? Can he lead the 31-year-old right guard who's got three kids, That's right? right. I, I mean, that that goes a long way. Is the man tough enough mentally, uh, physically? Can he withstand the media, uh, especially in some of these big cities? So there's a lot going in to play a quarterback at a high level in the National Football League. And, and so much of it is just maturity, too, right? I mean, you watch this new Johnny Manziel documentary that's out, and, I mean, that was half his deal is – he just didn't want to put the work in. He know it. He admits it in the documentary. He's like, yeah, man, I was going out partying every single night. And my teammates were like, well, what are you doing, man? This can't happen, especially in the season. It it doesn't work. It, it doesn't work, right? Now, maybe back in the 50s or 60s, <laughs> sure. it might work when the game was much less complex. Yeah, totally. Uh, well, it'll be fun to see the, the, uh, the young quarterbacks. Uh, on display tonight, particularly Bryce Young, uh, excited to watch the number one overall pick as uh, Carolina hosts the uh, New Orleans Saints. We will give you a preview of Monday Night Football, break down the lines, and maybe get to a couple other week two thoughts. Monday afternoon quarterback presented by Stockman Bank of Montana. Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking. More right after this. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues 
in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultylaw.com. Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanas, coming to you live from the ESPN MT studio. Marty Mortaway joining me on the Monday afternoon quarterback, which we do each Monday between 5 and 6 p.m. So appreciate Coach for joining us and appreciate you for turning in. Uh, I wanted to ask you a couple random NFL questions. We're going to save most of them for next week, but the one I, I just had in my head, because Mike Evans had a huge day yesterday for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike Evans has been, you know, I think a, a guy that a lot of people listen to have had of their fantasy football teams. He scores a lot of touchdowns. He's also kind of been this quiet star. He's not necessarily a look-at-me type guy like a lot of receivers are, but he's quietly had a pretty impressive NFL career. Is he a Hall of Fame? I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, but he's he's knocking on the door. He's had, I mean, he's got nine straight thousand yard seasons. Uh, I tell you, I loved him coming out oh, of for college, sure. and he's really probably uh, done even better uh, than I had him ranked as. And I really liked him coming out. Uh, is he a Hall of Famer? I would have to dig into the numbers. Yeah, but what a great opportunity he has to still, That's if true. he's not in, if he's bubble. Uh, sometimes it's how long you play, right? And and put the, put those thousand yards receiving uh, seasons back to back to back, and uh, have a few more of those, and he might slip in there. I think he needs a, a few more for sure. But he's got 695 catches, 10,662 yards, and 83 touchdowns. The touchdowns one. I mean, if you get to the hundred touchdown mark. You're in the conversation, for yeah, sure. absolutely. Uh, what a great player he is. And I am a little surprised that Tampa is 2-0. Monday Night Football, doubleheader tonight. Usually there's like an East Coast and a West Coast. This one is both on the East Coast. The Saints are at Carolina. It's going right now. Uh, Panthers are up 3-0 over the Saints late in the first quarter. The uh, Steelers game, the Pittsburgh hosts Cleveland. That one kicks here Uh, About an hour, so you're going to have two games going at once for part of this, and then you'll get to watch uh, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Saints open this as minus 3.5 on the the road as a favorite, and the Browns, surprising, this really surprised me. The Browns minus 2.5 at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is home dogs. It's pretty interesting, man. On Monday Night Football, that's... It's pretty juicy bet. Well, oh, that's because of the first game, right? Right, right. And, and we talked about the big jump from game one to game two. So let's see. Let's just see if the Steelers can make that big jump in week two. And they had an extra day to prepare. Mike Tomlin's a heck of a coach. They are a talented group. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh uh, plays really well tonight against the Browns. Now, Deshaun Watson. Uh, he's he's kind of bounced back from you know all this, and then last year I was expecting him to play well at the drop of a hat. Now he's bounced back yeah. and had a pretty good first ball game. Well, and the Browns offensively they get a lot of headlines because they do have Deshaun Watson, who was you know before his fall uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. They also have Nick Chubb, who's one of the best running backs in the NFL. They have a good offensive line, 
But to me, the thing that's going to carry the Browns is the defense, and that's what I'm going to be watching tonight. Can Kenny Pickett handle it? Because when you have an elite pass rusher, Miles Garrett's one of the best in the game. You got an elite corner, Denzel Ward's one of the best in the game. That gives you a pretty uh, good combination to start when it comes to putting pressure on quarterbacks. Oh, that's right. And the Cleveland Browns might, might, might Stefanowski bounce back from uh, last year's uh, uh, a poor season, right? Uh, because they're loaded. I think, I mean, I they think they have a lot of talent. Yeah, and and now they're in a tough, tough division with Baltimore and Cincy and and Pittsburgh. But but could they be the surprise team? I think there's a possibility because they've got a defense, like you said, and they got Deshaun Watson. Well, that's why this uh, the way this season is opening, especially for that division, is so interesting because. Right now, the Bengals sit at 0-2, but they've lost two division games, so now they're all the way behind the eight ball in the division race. The Ravens are 2-0 with two division wins, and the Browns could be 2-0 with two division wins if they can go into Pittsburgh and get a win tonight. And the Steelers would also be 0-2, so I mean, you're seeing the AFC North take shape early. That is why the NFL is so popular. All of this drama, even early in the season. Any thoughts on on Bryce Young, the number one pick? What are you going to be watching tonight when you're watching the game? Okay, so when Bryce Young was coming out, you know, he's about my size, right? Right. I mean, he might not be quite as tall as me. (laughs) I might be towering over him. You know, I do have to tell you a story, but, you know, I wore number 11. Why? You know, vertical lines make you look taller, you know. (laughs) National anthem, but I go stand by Brian Westbrook or a kicker or something like that. You know, make me look tall. But but Bryce Young, so, so all quarterbacks, even the big dudes, right? Throwing lanes, typically. Rarely does even a big guy throw over the top of somebody, unless it's a deep ball, right? So when the shorter you are at the quarterback position, the better your feel and your feet have to be. Because typically typically you are sliding into a lane to throw through rather than over. I would say the taller guys might have an advantage on a rare occasion, but those little guys, as long as their feet are really good and their instincts are really good, and Bryce Young has all of those, there's no doubt in my mind that this young man will be a fantastic quarterback in the NFL. Monday afternoon quarterback each Monday here with Coach Marty Mornaway, more than a quarter century of experience coaching in the NFL, and happy to have him on board for yet another season, breaking down all things NFL Presented by Stockman Bank, your Montana brand of banking. This has been Montana's brand of NFL. Thanks for being here, man. Hey, it was great to be back, Coulter. We got to get to the golf course before the cold <laughs> weather hits one more time. Yes, we do. We'll see you tomorrow, 4 p.m. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Coulter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> the <laughs> University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just want to make sure – 
Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.